the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. God speaks primarily through His Word to us, but He also speaks through the gifts of the Spirit, operating in a local church. So it's important for us to understand the gifts of the Spirit because they are one way God communicates to us. If we dismiss the gifts of the Spirit or if we're just closed to the gifts of the Spirit for whatever reason, maybe out of fear of what might happen if I open myself to the gifts of the Spirit, we're cutting off a line of communication from the Lord. We don't want to do that. Last time you headed out to church on a Sunday morning, were you anticipating God speaking to you through the people you would see there? Or were you wondering how long the sermon would be and if you'd have time for a nap later that day? Pastor Dan is going to encourage us today to be open to hearing from the Lord through the gifts He has given the people around us. Next time you head to church, remember that you're meeting with the body of Christ, and He might have something to say through them. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Joel chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. we've been talking about the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I have a couple book recommendations for you that might, if you want to dig deeper into the ministry of the Holy Spirit. One is called The Person and Work of the Holy Spirit by R.A. Torrey. Uh, We actually have a few copies of it in the back by the sound booth in a basket that are free if you want to take one with you and pick that up. Otherwise, you can order it, you know, on Amazon or christianbook.com. Again, The Person and Work of the Holy Spirit by R.A. Torrey. And then another book, They Found the Secret. They Found the Secret by Raymond Edmond. Those are just two great books, real easy to read, just more on the Holy Spirit. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, if you want to turn there in your Bible for me this evening. 1 Corinthians 12. We're also going to look in Romans chapter 12 and Ephesians chapter 4. So 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, Ephesians 4. 1 Corinthians 12, Romans 12, Ephesians 4. And let's pray and we'll get into the word. Lord, we thank you for the word. We thank you for your word that it's alive and it's powerful and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. We thank you that your word doesn't return void. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher tonight and that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to you and to your word. I pray and ask that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word this evening. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen, amen. We're currently in the book of Joel. We came to Joel chapter 2 that describes this outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And so we have kind of slowed down and paused our Joel study uh, to look in depth at the ministry of the Holy Spirit. I think we got one more. 
I know we got at least one more, but I think it's just one more. Uh, looking at, uh, tonight we're going to look at, begin to look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. And what the gifts of the Holy Spirit are, and the purpose of the gifts of the Spirit in the local church. You know, the Apostle Paul discusses the gifts of the Spirit in 1 Corinthians chapters 12 to 14. That's why we're in chapter 12 tonight. And before we get into the passage, before we get into chapter 12, I just want to make some comments on the gifts of the Holy Spirit before we get into the text that I think will help understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit. First of all, the gifts of the Spirit are different from the fruit of the Spirit. They're different from the fruit of the Spirit that are mentioned in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That's the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is produced in a believer's life over time by abiding in Jesus Christ. John chapter 15, right? Jesus is the vine, we're the branches. If we abide in him, we'll bear much fruit. What fruit? The fruit of the Spirit. But that's different from the gifts of the Spirit. We're talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Second, the gifts of the Spirit are not natural talents or natural abilities. Now, God may use a person's natural abilities, but the gifts of the Spirit are not just natural abilities or natural talents that a person already possesses or a person was, was born with. So, for example, someone may have a natural talent for public speaking. They may be a very effective communicator, but that doesn't mean they have the gift of teaching. The gifts are not just natural talents a person is born with or develops through training. A person can go to seminary and learn how to put a sermon together, but not have the gift of teaching. And they may put together a very theologically sound sermon, and it might be laid out right, but God hasn't given them the gift of of teaching. They've just been trained on how to put together a sermon. Third, the gifts of the Spirit are not an indication of spiritual maturity. The gifts of the Spirit are not an indication of spiritual maturity. This is an important point. The gifts of the Spirit are not an indication of spiritual maturity. Some people, some believers think the gifts are given only to really spiritual Christians. You know, the super Christians. Or that the gifts are proof of spiritual maturity, that you have to achieve kind of this level of spirituality for God to give you the gifts of the Spirit or a gift of the Spirit. That's not true. The church in Corinth had every gift of the Spirit in that church. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 7, Paul says to the Corinthians, you come short and no gift. They had all the gifts of the Spirit, but the church in Corinth was a carnal church. It was a worldly church. 
They were envious of one another. They were divisive. They were suing one another in court. They had members who were openly sexually immoral. They were getting drunk at communion. They were abusing the gifts of the Spirit. Paul writes 1 Corinthians as a corrective letter to address all their bad behavior. So the Corinthians show us the gifts of the Spirit are not given on the basis of a person's godliness or righteousness or spirituality. The gifts of the Spirit are given on the basis of God's grace. His grace. Grace is undeserved merit, undeserved favor, undeserved kindness. The, the gifts are not proof of spiritual maturity. They are proof of God's grace. In chapter 1, Paul says, I thank my God for his grace when I think of you. When I think about you, Corinthians, and how messed up your church is and how worldly and carnal you are, man, I thank God for his grace. He doesn't say, I thank God because you guys are so spiritual there. You're so Christ-like. They're not. So what are the gifts of the Spirit? Just kind of a, a definition for us. The gifts of the Spirit are supernatural abilities or supernatural endowments given to every believer by the Holy Spirit. Again, the gifts of the Spirit are supernatural abilities or supernatural endowments given to every believer by the Holy Spirit. Every believer. Uh, Paul begins this chapter, chapter 12, by saying, look at verse 1. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren... I do not want you to be ignorant. Now, Paul writes this to the believers in Corinth because they were ignorant <laughs> regarding the gifts of the Spirit. The word ignorant here, it, it means without knowledge or without understanding. We actually get the word agnostic from this same Greek word. The believers in Corinth did not understand the gifts of the Spirit. They had all the gifts of the Spirit. But they did not understand the gifts of the Spirit or their purpose or their proper use or how they were supposed to operate in their church. Uh, there are many Christians today who are ignorant of the Holy Spirit. There are many believers today who, who simply don't understand the gifts of the Spirit or their purpose, their operation in the church, their proper use. You know, if you, um, on one end of the spectrum of the church, you have abuses of the gift, gifts of the Spirit. You have all kinds of weird stuff happening in churches that is being, you know, attributed to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gets blamed for all kinds of things that the Holy Spirit has nothing to do with at all. So you got that at one end of the church where it's just weird. All in the name of the Holy Spirit, but it's not really the Holy Spirit. Then at the other end of the church, you've got people who they completely dismiss the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They say the gifts are not for today, and they never talk about the ministry of the Holy Spirit at all in their church. And Paul writes to clear up this lack of understanding about the gifts of the Holy Spirit so that the gifts can have their proper use in the church. So again, now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. Now, watch what he says here in verse 2. You know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols, however you were led. 
the church in Corinth was made up of Gentiles who, previous to receiving Christ, worshipped dumb idols. Now, when Paul uses this phrase here, dumb idols, he means dumb in the sense of mute. Their idols were unable to speak or communicate to them. In contrast to those mute idols who could not speak, our God does speak. Our God does communicate to us. And here's where Paul is going with this. One of the ways our God communicates to us is through the gifts of the Spirit in the church. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Our God speaks, our God guides, our God directs us through the gifts of the Spirit operating in the church. Now, of course, that's not the only way God speaks. God speaks primarily through his word to us, but he also speaks through the gifts of the Spirit operating in a local church. So it's important for us to understand the gifts of the Spirit because they are one way God communicates to us. If we dismiss the gifts of the Spirit or if we're just closed to the gifts of the Spirit for whatever reason, maybe out of fear of what might happen if I open myself to the gifts of the Spirit, we're cutting off a line of communication from the Lord. We don't want to do that. God wants to speak to us through the gifts of the Spirit. Operating in the church. And I would say too, every time that we gather with other believers, whether here on a Sunday or Thursday or in a small group or just meeting together with other believers over coffee, we should expect God to speak to us through the gifts of the Spirit that are operating in those other believers' lives. We should expect God to minister. There should be an expectation. Now look at verse 3. Therefore I make known to you that No one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. What what is verse 3 saying? Verse 3 is saying the Holy Spirit will never say something that contradicts the Bible. The Holy Spirit will never say something that contradicts the Bible. No one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, for example. That's not the Holy Spirit. If somebody says, the Holy Spirit told me this, and it contradicts the Bible, that's not the Holy Spirit telling you that. Years ago, I had a guy tell me that the Holy Spirit told him to leave his wife and children. That was not the Holy Spirit. It may have been another spirit, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit telling you to abandon your family like that. When someone is speaking by the Spirit, what they say will be an agreement with the Scriptures. It's always going to agree with the word of God. It's never going to be out of bounds. So 
you should never be afraid of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit should never make you nervous. And when I say that, I mean, you know, the real Holy Spirit, not the weird stuff that we see in parts of the church, not the abuses of the gifts of the Spirit. When it's really the Holy Spirit speaking or working, it will agree with the Word of God. Jesus described the Holy Spirit as another comforter, meaning another just like Jesus. The Holy Spirit is is just like Jesus. And you know Jesus. There's nothing about Jesus that makes you fearful. There's nothing about Jesus that makes you uneasy. The Holy Spirit's just like Jesus. Now look at verse 4. There are diversities of gifts, but it's the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries of the gifts, but it's the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. Now notice in verse 5, he says it's the same Spirit. In verse, or that was verse 4. In verse 5, the same Lord. In verse 6, the same God. Down in verse 8, through the same Spirit. In verse 9, by the same Spirit. In verse 11, look at verse 11. But one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. What was happening in the church in Corinth, as we read through these three chapters here, 12, 13, and 14, it seems that the church in Corinth esteemed some of the gifts of the Spirit as more important or more spiritual than other gifts of the Spirit. Uh, Just as some Christians do today, some Christians esteem some of the gifts of the Spirit as, as more spiritual, especially the gift of tongues in some parts of the church. That's esteemed as more spiritual or more important than other gifts. And other gifts are viewed as less important. And the point that Paul is making throughout all three of these chapters is the, is the distribution of the gifts is by the sovereign will of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit chooses which gift each person receives. So we shouldn't elevate one gift or put down another gift. The Holy Spirit gives different gifts in a local congregation like ours according to his purposes. His purposes. And the Holy Spirit gives those gifts so that he can minister to that local congregation through those different gifts that he's placed in it. Now look, look at verses 4 through 6 again. There's a diversity of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries of those gifts, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. The Holy Spirit gives different gifts as he wills, according to his will. And gives different ministries for those gifts and different activities or different results. But it's all the same God at work doing his thing in the church. Take the gift of teaching, for example. I have the gift of teaching. 
When I use the gift of teaching, I stand behind this pulpit, I open the Bible, I teach through a passage, and God speaks to us through the gift of teaching. Someone serving in our children's ministry, teaching first graders, also has the gift of teaching, hopefully. They have the same gift given to them by the same spirit, but but they don't stand behind a pulpit like I do. They may, you know, sit on the ground, crisscross applesauce, and they've got little posters and flannel graphs if they still use those things. And they sing songs and memorize verses, and they've got coloring sheets and craft projects. And that's how they teach. That's, that's how the gift works through them. It's the same gift, but it's a different ministry of that gift. Greg Laurie, many of you know of Greg Laurie, he is an evangelist. He has the gift of evangelism. Greg Laurie proclaims the gospel to tens of thousands of people at one time in stadiums. And thousands of people receive Christ through his gift. I have a good friend who is also an evangelist. But he shares the gospel with people in conversations one-on-one. And I can tell you, it does not matter who he is talking to. He can bring that conversation around to their need for Jesus Christ. And before you know it, he is praying with them to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I've seen him lead people on the phone, strangers on the phone, to Christ. Where he's praying with them over the phone. He doesn't even know them. You put that same guy on a stage in a stadium in front of 50,000 people, he'll melt. But he's an evangelist. Just like Greg Laurie is an evangelist. They have the same gift. It's from the same spirit. And God works through both of them. But God has given them very different ministries of that same gift. And, and it's all the Lord. That's, what, that's the, the thrust of chapter 12. It's all the Lord. This is the Lord's doing. It's all the Lord's work. Now look at verse 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Verse 7 is important. You should underline it in your Bible. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. If you're a Christian, you have been given at least one gift of the Holy Spirit. And probably more than one gift of the Holy Spirit. God has picked out a gift specifically for you. And has given it to you. And that gift was given to you, it says, for the profit of all. Not for your own personal benefit, but for the benefit of others in the body of Christ. Again, God wants to communicate. He wants to speak to his people. And he wants to use you and your gift to communicate to his people. And he wants to use the gifts he has given to others in the body of Christ to communicate to you. How does this happen exactly? Well, you know, this, this happens in a very natural way. Uh, usually just, just in normal body life. 
activities. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Joel, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. After reading some of the passages in Joel, you might think he just stepped out of a horror movie. The images that come to mind are in some ways hard to visualize, but also sound really horrible. It's not something you want to be around for, and that's part of the purpose of this book. It's sent as a warning of what's to come. Many people may think that God's cruel and unfair for even enacting these type of events, but the truth is, God's giving a fair warning that He wants people to turn from their wicked ways and turn to Him for salvation. When people willfully reject His saving grace, consequences are bound to come. Do you understand what this saving grace means? If not, would you call us and get some more clarity on God's salvation? Our number is 410-491-4592. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk to you about this life-altering decision that will ultimately rescue you from the things talked about in the book of Joel. If you'd prefer to research what saving grace means on your own, Go to calvaryec.com and find out what we believe the Bible says under the About tab. You can email us too. Once again, that website is calvaryec.com. Join us for another edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.